0: Hey, everyone. What's up? It's your girl, Nakia, and welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's your girl, Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. Um, This week, I am giving a life update, but also a life lesson. This week, my life lesson is don't force it. Um, I have a tendency of wanting things to kind of go my way, you know, be in control and kind of like, if I want something, I want it to happen when I want it to happen. But it's also kind of like, if the universe and everything around you is pulling you away from it, don't force it. Um, And so that's kind of where I'm at right now, just allowing things to just be or just to happen when they're supposed to happen at the time that they're supposed to happen. And so my uh, week's lesson for everyone is don't force it. Just let let go. Let God. If it's going to happen, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. So that's my two cents. But. Without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast guest. This week's guest is originally from New Orleans, Nola, and has been living in Brooklyn for the past three and a half years. She is a graduate from LSU with a BS in kinesiology and minor in chemistry. Initially, she had intentions of pursuing a career in medicine, but landed a job in business at Shell US Training Company in Houston, Texas, H-Town. Is that how to say H? Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to give a <laughs> she, <laughs> she abandoned her medical aspirations and decided to continue the business route after moving to New York. Keely currently works for a software company as a business architect. In this consultant role, she travels to different projects and companies countrywide. Keely is currently... Still enjoying Brooklyn living and is always looking for the next adventure. Everyone, yes. welcome to the podcast. Keely Mabel. Yay. My home girl. <laughs> yes. First of all, can we unpack this? Um usually I start out with a different question, but this- <laughs> This, this business architect i'm saying her like yes honey
1: no everybody black woman like, business architect yes everybody gets the impression that i like um design buildings <laughs> cuz of the 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 title but it's actually designing processes mm. so what i do is i'm on the business side and i work with the client the company um and developers and we go in and we see how their process their processes say like a, a customer service process you know with a A client calling in and you know having dissatisfaction or wanting to order something or something like that. So we'll take that process and use our software and kind of streamline it and make it more efficient. But I'm on the business side, so I I focus on functionality and I work with the developers to see how can we build this and get it done.
0: Awesome! Come on, we need come on (laughs) out here doing big things, charting new territories. So. Being a businesswoman, I know, can be a black businesswoman at that um, and really developing processes for companies or all day long can be also strenuous and trickle over into your personal life. So one of the questions that I like to start out and ask my guests is kind of, what is your deepest
1: fear? Um, I, I probably have two deepest fears. Um, one of my deepest fears is being... um. a a successful black woman and not having like love in my life Mm -hmm. like having all the material possessions you know I may have the house and the car and clothes and can buy whatever I want and not having like a true soulmate Mm. so that's scary especially because I feel like I've noticed like you know a lot of successful black women in their mid to late 30s, you know, unmarried, no children, still dating and trying to find a life partner. Mm -hmm. So from when I was little, I've always seen myself as being successful, but I've always, always seen myself as being a wife and a mother. Mm. So I fear that part of my life may not happen. My other biggest fear is still regarding family. Um, I'm an only child, so my parents are still, both of them are still in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So one of my fears is me having to uproot my life and move home before I'm ready and not being happy. Right. So either way, I feel like my biggest fear is family-oriented stuff because I feel like, you know, along with material stuff like personal life, you know, you need that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And me not having one without the other would make me unhappy.
0: Yeah. I mean, just to unpack the unpack the first fear. So the first fear is about, like, not finding that that soulmate the love of your life and you and I was gonna ask you have you seen that in your life like growing up seeing other women that have been successful but haven't attained that that balance of being successful and being in love you know yes and how has that impacted you as far as when you're dating do you feel that there are times when you approach the situation that that's like in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like those instances are kind of like in the back yeah. of your mind where it, it starts to subconsciously play into like.
1: Um Not for me. I'm definitely a person who kind of like goes into situations like everything is new. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really hold anyone else's transgressions against the next person. Right. But with me getting older It's becoming a fear like I don't want to be married right now. There's still a few things that I want to do, but I am in a space of where I would like to have a part of where I'm like, okay, this is where we're headed. Mm. So it's a fear like seeing how many successful like to me, the most successful black women I know um, majority of them Mm. have not gotten married. I, I do know like a few like I have a few I've gotten invited to a few weddings this fall. So it's looking up but to me like the people that i look up to in certain aspects i'm like oof yeah you know what i mean like it it can get a little scary i'm like damn like she is a great person like why hasn't she met you know somebody yeah. or damn she is too oh shit she is too oh wait there go another one so i feel like i i feel like i know more people not in satisfying adult relationships mm. than i do know people who are do you
0: feel like there are environmental factors that play a part in cultivating these successful relationships successful relationships i mean not successful let's not even call successful we don't know healthy healthy (laughs) healthy Healthy relationships or moving towards
1: those like um goals uh, of finding your i think there's so many factors um I feel like for one women seem to be more advanced than men right now especially Mm. I feel like we hit our goals especially when it comes to like work or monetary goals faster Mm. than men um especially faster than black men as a black woman I'm open to everybody but I would love to marry a black man and I feel like a lot of black women that I know feel that way also so it's like we're still like holding out hope Mm. to to find a black man so I feel like that is like a factor um I do feel that the accessibility of people through social media Mm. is a factor so I just think it takes like two people two mature people on the same page you know what I mean like it doesn't like you can be a a millionaire and he could be a teacher but y'all can still be on the same page and it can work Right. So I feel like that maturity factor, that like where people are in life factor, it's just kind of off right now. Yeah,
0: like everybody's at different places in their journey and like a lot of people aren't aligning at the same time. Yes, at the same time, yeah. To unpack your second fear um, about having to move back home and, you know, take care of your parents and kind of like, I don't want to say like give up on your life, but like pause your pursuits Mm -hmm. to take care of them you know why don't you think it's realistic that you can take care of them and still live your best life
1: um well I feel like if something was going on in my parents life and I was away and I could be there Mm. I would feel guilty So, you know, say, like, my mother or father became, like, super ill to where, like, they needed someone to take care of them. Right. I would want to be there. And me not being there would really make me feel like a a bad daughter, especially knowing, like, you know, all the sacrifices that they, you know, made to to rear me as a child. Like, I had really great parents. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not giving that back. I wouldn't want to give up my life, but I just feel like I would be selfish yeah um if that happened but it's a fear of mine also because that kind of happened to my mother Mm. and so like you know like as my parents get older um my parents didn't really have me young they had me a little bit older like that's a fear of mine because I'm not ready to go back yet Mm. I don't have a problem I love New Orleans did your mom leave and come had to come back she didn't have the opportunity to because her because pa- her parents... Yeah, her him. mother got sick, and she had to take care of um, her little sister, like, put her through school and everything. She put her through Catholic school. And she was with my father since 16, 16 to, like, 31. Mm. So, like, my dad was helping. Like, my dad was, like, paying for my aunt's um, school and clothing. Like, they still have a super close bond. My parents have been divorced for years, and, like, you can never say anything bad about my dad to my aunt. That's how, like, involved... Right. You know, they were. So, but my mother, like, she had um, dreams of, like, being a buyer in New York, which is kind of ironic because I live here now.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: she was like, you know, family came first. So, it is a fear of mine of that happening to me. And
0: being put, not, like, being put in that position because, right, like I said, children, like, that's, I mean, you know, we understand our parents brought us into the world, took care of us, but for those who had present parents and that we would return the same reciprocate the same but to be to feel like you haven't you're just scratching the surface of like yeah. living you know like living your life and yeah. then life other things in life happen it's kind of like I can see where that that fear can come how mm-hmm. how have you tried to move beyond both fears
1: um honestly prayer
0: Amen. What I've do? been
1: trying I've been trying. I feel like I kinda go in and out. Like I'm always praying, but I feel like sometimes, you know, when stuff gets kinda good, I don't pray as much. So mm. I'm trying to be mindful of keeping that relationship with God intact when things are bad, um, regular, great, all of that. And I've kind of gotten into like being interested in like chakras and energy and stuff like that. So mm. just making sure that I vibrate, you know, high and and attract people who have that same level of energy Mm. as me and just being you know positive like positive thinking and like manifesting like if I think at a low vibrating level then of course that's what I'm gonna get I'm not gonna be married I'm gonna have to move home you know what I mean stuff like that so I mean I'm doing what I can on my part to bring in what I want into my life and if God agrees then I'll get it but I feel like with those kind of things it's kind of just like the luck of the draw you know what I mean like do your part right and when it comes it comes focus on you yeah, do yeah like
0: develop that cultivate that relationship yeah. with God and like the rest I'm
1: of that not stuff waking up with my greatest fears on my mind I'm like ooh the sun is shining today yay right you know what I mean like that's that's how I kind of like go about it so then
0: you definitely I mean this is the obvious question but you still believe in love
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: what does that love of being with your soulmate look like what does that vision
1: look like for you um hmm. definitely changes I've personally always believed in marriage so Mm -hmm. being married is for me not an option um marriage kids living comfortably traveling um but still having like our own sets of friends doing our own things Mm -hmm. I'm personally not a person I don't I love like, you know, like a lot of attention and spending a lot of time together, but we need a little space. You know what I mean? So just like a little breathing
0: and miss each other, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: like that's that is very healthy to me. Um so just like having like a, a comfortable life, not saying that stuff doesn't get hard, but just love shouldn't be painful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's mm-hmm. that's what it, like love and my future looks like to me. Mm. How do you <laughs>
0: we've all experienced this dating dating here in New York like how do you continue to have such a positive outlook right on love and and meeting you know the one um with so many there's so many layers of like dating in New York and the experiences that you go through not just with that individual but with yourself how do you continue to like motivate yourself to move forward
1: honestly i think it's my personality it's mm. a choice mm. and i choose to believe in it i want to i, I like it like i you know i've seen it and stuff like i like when you see like little old people still together all in love wiping each other mouth and yes. stuff like i think that's so cute you know what i mean and it's like if my time is not now that's fine but when it comes i'm appreciated i just i don't know i, I just believe in love i do i know that's right I do. I do, too. I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't think I'm a hopeless romantic. Girl, you don't
0: watch rom-coms? I watch rom-coms, y'all. I just want to let y'all know. I watch everything. I'm the one that's going to watch
1: all the Harmark and, like, I watch lovey-dovey. Lovey everything. I will watch rom-coms. I will watch sci-fi, action, comedies. You put it on, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Even if it's bad, I feel like I have to finish it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what does happiness look like to you right if you what does this vision of like this life like if your fears don't come through you know true you lean lean into it get oh, on no, we're gonna side say they're not gonna
1: we're not gonna they say they don't if, i yes. said they don't they don't
0: don't come through your fears don't come through let me clarify make yes. sure you're headed the fears are not gonna come not. through what does life that
1: life look like right on that other side of the fear what does that Um, look like to you happiness to me when i think of happiness a synonym i think of is balance
0: Mm, amen
1: (laughs) balance that would make me happy um you know i want to be comfortable financially because that's a big factor in relationships to me Mm -hmm. um i want a partner i'm comfortable with and can be myself with i want a Hopefully well-behaved children, but, you know, that's, you got to take what God give you give with the. Right, right, <laughs> you, you can choose your partner, but you can't choose your children. Okay. So, you know, like, hopefully healthy, well-behaved, smart kids, um, traveling, because I like to move around, So having the great relationships with my friends, like, you know, mm-hmm. brunch, you know, at least once a month. Ain't never hurt heard, heard a mom. Like, just everything, honestly, just being balanced, like with mm. friends, with kids, um, with family, with a career, you know, still making great money, having my own recognition, still being my own person within a relationship and within my family.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Having my own identity. Like, you have to be careful sometimes when you have a family or a significant other and you just start put, pouring all of yourself into them like you still have to take time for yourself that's a dangerous game it is you can get lost Mm -hmm. you can literally lose yourself
0: in that person
1: yes i've seen it i it annoys me honestly i've seen somebody snap out of it too but i've seen somebody where it's like they wouldn't even go to happy hour with their friend and i'm like girl what are you doing well, I didn't tell her that. I just kind of minded my business. But <laughs> in my head, I was like, what is going on? So, you know, luckily, I feel like my core friends, like I love how they balance their relationships with their friendships. Absolutely. Especially out here. So,
0: and it's great. most of their relationships are friendships, too. You know, yeah. like the relationship that they have with their partners are are friendships. And I think that's where that balance comes, where it doesn't feel like... I gotta have you. Right. Nipped and tucked right. on my arm at all the yeah. times. It's like there's a time and a place, and we can both integrate.
1: You right.
0: I have my partner with me at times, and sometimes I don't, and that's fine. But I think that's the key important part is like they've cultivated this friendship. They have, they built this like, these meaningful connections with their partners, mm-hmm. um, which is very important. I wanted to ask you. Personally, since your time here in New York, and just in life, like, right, time here on this
1: earth, do you feel like you're fulfilling your purpose? I do. I absolutely do. Um, because I feel that way because the vision that I had for my life, especially, like, career-wise mm-hmm. or, like, where I would live is so different from where I am right now. And I really felt like I was led here. mm I'm, like, a strong believer in, like, fate and signs and, well, you know, I'm always be like, it was a sign, (laughs) Nakia. I'm a strong believer in that. So I do feel like I'm walking in my purpose. That's why sometimes I try to be more patient in trusting God's timing. Like you were saying earlier, that's definitely something I pray for all the time because I can be so impatient. Like, say I'm just watching a movie. I'll Wikipedia the end because I want to know what happened. Oh, my God. I'm, like, literally horrible with that. So I do feel like I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like, you know, I'm a good person. I, you know, I try to do the right thing. And I feel like when you, you know, lis- listen to your own conscience and your intuition and, you know, you make small mistakes. But f- overall, you follow, you know, your path like, you know. You'll know, you'll feel it. Mm -hmm. You get scared and sometimes you get nervous about making decisions, but you know, like if you listen to yourself, if you really become in tune with your own body, your own Mm -hmm. essence, you know, when you're going astray from what you're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, have you ever like even taken a test and it's like, you're going between two answers and you know, it's the other answer, but then you're like, nah, let me just, I think it's this one. You second guess yourself yeah, and you're always wrong when you do that. How do you not second guess yourself?
0: How do you start to just be decisive and trust your gut?
1: By building a relationship with yourself. Mm. Truly knowing yourself. You know what I mean? Knowing your pros, your cons, your flaws. Like, you know, loving yourself. Like, you need all of that to... It's like a relationship with somebody else. Like, that's how you build trust with somebody else. You have to do that with yourself. Yeah. I think belief. Believing in yourself. Yes, you have that to. That is
0: the hardest battle. Mm-hmm. The belief, Right. Because you have these visions about yourself,
1: your life, these ideas. Like I know, and sometimes when it don't go, when you want it to get, you start to question. Be like,
0: maybe that's not what God was trying to tell me. That's how I
1: was. That's why I stopped the the medical route because when I was younger, I was like, I don't want a desk job. I don't want to have to like dress up every day. I don't want to have to comb my hair. Everybody knows I am not like dressing up every day and doing all that. So I was like, oh, you know, doctors wear scrubs. Like, that's a comfortable job. I love helping people because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know what I didn't want to do. Right. So I'm like, I'm not working at a desk. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And it's funny because I still kind of fell into that, but still with other parameters that I wanted because I'd always be like, I love traveling.
0: Mm-hmm. I travel
1: for work. Right. Or, you know, like, I work remotely. So that's, you know, like, with I was like, I don't like to be micromanaged, the project I'm on. Now. now, I was on a project where I was micromanaged, but the one I'm on now, I'm not micromanaged. So certain elements of what I said I wanted, I got. And certain elements of what I said I didn't want, I got too, but it, it wasn't like a deal breaker. Like, I'm not unhappy.
0: Right. So but, you love what you do.
1: No, I don't love what I do. I'm content doing what I do. I'm not miserable doing what I do. I'm not passionate about it, but I just feel like it's still what I'm supposed to be doing right now, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I maybe I'll get to the passion later, and I'm okay with that as long as I'm not miserable. Right. But I gave up on the medical thing because I went to Houston and I got this job, and I was taking courses to try to like get better um, grades and like certain science classes, and I was volunteering at an AIDS hospice and really trying to like prepare my application. I had decided to go from doctor to PA. And I still was kind of unsure, but I was like, but God, you're not telling me what I should be doing. So until Mm. you tell me what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm going to keep following this path. Mm. Kept following it. Nothing was going wrong, but like, you know, I wasn't like getting into school yet. I hadn't applied yet. Like I was just kind of coasting. I had like a good job. And then I uh, literally, I've been decided to move to New York. I moved to New York. And I was still pursuing going to PA school. And I got interest from one school that I had applied to. And I just up and decided maybe like a month or two after living here, I was like, I still don't know what I'm passionate about. But I'm not going to PA school. I don't want to. I'm just doing right. this because I don't know what else to do.
0: Do you know what you're passionate about now?
1: Nope. Still. Honestly, I don't. I pray for it all the time. But I kind of gave up on cause it because w- I would like cry about it because I'm like, I, need to, I just felt like I just needed to figure out my life. Right, And it would really stress me out because I'm a person I just like to know. Like, I like to know what I'm doing, where are we going, what time, what are we wearing. I'm very detail-oriented. So for me not to know, when I felt like I know everything else, I just knew Mm. what I didn't want to do. I know what I don't want to do. Right. I don't know. Maybe my passion in life will be raising children and I raise somebody who cures AIDS or something. I don't know. Right. But I'm not passionate about what I do, but I am not... Miserable, and that to me is the most important. I'm still like enjoying my life. I'm happy right now, where I'm at. You're happy, right? So I'm good. Yeah. And that's that's all I can, you know. Like some people find their passion forty years old, and if I'm finding a passion, I'll be fine with that because I'm also a person I'm good at almost everything. Mm. May not be great, may not know everything, right? But you give me a little instruction, and I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was always hard in finding a passion because it's like I could do almost everything right so when it comes i'll know and i'll follow it
0: you know what i'm saying what in your core like makes you you know what i'm saying like if you yearn for that like you just naturally excited about that and like love to do that whether you were getting paid or not to do it and i think that it's it takes time to figure that out Mm -hmm. like i think i had a breakdown earlier this year like i'm not (laughs) doing what i'm supposed to be doing like I was in L.A. just like... I remember telling Ryan, I was like, I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't know what else to be doing with my life. And, like, I think people see that you're in New York and you're oh, here yeah. and you're doing that. I get that all And all, all these the different time. things. And they think that you're living, your, living the best life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you see what I'm showing, you. showing you. You don't see the Absolutely. entire picture.
1: And I could honestly... I've been crying my eyes out five minutes before having the time of my life on Insta. Not that I wasn't having the time of my life when I posted, but I'm just not gonna sh- I'm not gonna cry on social media. That y'all don't do that. That's so stupid. I did it. You was crying on Insta. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she coming for me <laughs> Yes. I forgot about that. I did, but I was at my wits and like I no and but I understand But you were talking through tears. I mean the people who literally just put the camera up and just be like just wanting to... Yeah, <laughs> I under like I totally understand it.
0: I think after that my mom has kind of always told me like some things you don't need to invite the world in, you know, that you're going through and I totally understand that. And then some things is like you're sharing it because it's like I know I'm not the only person going yeah. through it, but I have found that someone who has been very indecisive with the smallest fucking decisions and, and I didn't realize how indecisive it was until I was like damn every time I'm dating someone I'm asking somebody else their opinion about mm-hmm. the person that I'm, I'm dating, dating. Uh-huh. but I'm the one that's dating them right. how the fuck they just gonna give me their opinion based on what they see they don't, they're they not right. in it you know what I'm saying or the details that I'm telling them and that's just an example there's probably other things in life that I'm that was indecisive about <laughs> but like working with my life coach she was just like this is what you're going to do, like, left or right, you're going to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Every time it comes you're about to ask somebody else, no, you make the decision. And that is how I had to start relearning how to trust my gut Mm -hmm. and just understanding that, like, as much as I love love social media, it's like, that is not necessarily the platform to deal
1: with... Real life issues. Uh, You
0: know what I'm saying? Everything that you're going through because... Now you're revealing parts of you. Not saying that everybody shouldn't be brought into those things, but just certain things that it's like
1: you got to heal separately. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But that can be tricky too because people can only maybe see you in that light. Like your social media to me is very uh, like professional and sometimes you know like very profound, which I really love. But I also know other parts of you too. Mm-hmm. I know the ratchet, Nikia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know I what be- I mean so mm-hmm. it's like sometimes I do think people kind of like pigeonhole people like sometimes all I personally post on my social media is like me traveling and going out and acting crazy mm-hmm. and I remember one time I was like I think I was talking about maybe cooking something and somebody was like you can't cook and I'm like actually I can throw down you know what I mean like but people really she feel com- <laughs> people really start feeling comfortable with knowing you and it's like yes you do know an aspect of me yeah mm. But you don't know the whole me just from that. Or, you know, like people I think didn't even really realize that I had a real job. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they, they saw me like traveling a lot and moving here and there. And, you know, sometimes I'll like uh, snap from my bed. But I work from home sometimes. Right. So I'm working. I pick up my phone. I say, talk some shit real quick. And I go back to working. You know what I mean? I'm like very, very joking and sometimes when people only get the, the silly keely, they don't really realise like I'm really serious about my work. Sometimes I'll be up at two AM Yeah you know, working or sometimes I wake up at five to finish something. Right. Like, you know, yes, I am goofy. Yes, I can make and laugh at vulgar jokes and yes, you know, right. I'm drinking and eating on snap, but you know, there's times where like I'm not drinking at all or you know, I'm working out every day or... You know, like, yeah. there's other aspects of me besides the BS that I post. But yeah. for me, that's not for public consumption. That is for my my friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. certain people will get the quiet me. Like, I'm just observing. Mm. My friends will get the loud me. You know, this person may get the professional me. So, it just kind of depends yeah. for me. Now, some people, you know, share everything. I just kind of share what I want. Because sometimes... I'll show you a whole bunch of nothing, and you don't really realize that it was nothing. It just depends on who you are, who the audience is, and what I feel like giving.
0: Right, and understanding that we have different audiences,
1: mm-hmm. how do you manage
0: what to reveal and what to seal?
1: Um, whatever I feel like, honestly, because honestly, one time I even asked my—because some friend, people don't
0: got self-control. You know what I'm saying? Um,
1: you- I feel like I used to kind of be like that. I feel like I am with certain stuff only because, like, okay, I'll tell you, like, a, a, I feel like a misconception. I do like to drink or whatever, and I like to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. But that's all I post. And then somebody kind of made the comment one time, like, you're always out drinking. And I'm like, actually, I don't even drink by myself. I'm a social drinker. Right. Or when I would be traveling, sometimes I would eat at the bar, and sometimes I would order, like, a glass of wine. So I, like, you know, snap the glass of wine while I was, um, you know, on-site working or whatever. But I don't drink by myself. I don't have alcohol in my house. Hmm. So, like, I won't even get a glass of wine by myself usually. I've done it before, but I don't like – I like to drink with people. Hmm. But I'm social, so I'll be out. You know, you'll see me at brunch and stuff. So I was like, actually, that's not really – True, but I wasn't mad because I'm like, you know what? That's all you see. Well, that's what you put on your social media, but you don't realize I might have put that on Monday and you didn't see me post anything till Saturday. Right. But your only thought is what you saw those two times. Right. I didn't show you in between. hmm You know what I mean? I didn't show you me going to church. I didn't show you me going to and rosary. She goes to church I go to church. I go to rosary. I go to confession. Like, Sunday, okay. Yeah, like but people don't really, you know. I don't share that with everybody. I'm not ashamed of it, but it's just my, my social media. For me, social media is fun. Right. I talk shit on it. I lie on it. I play on it. I tell the truth on it. But I'm not giving you every single little thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I'm heartbroken, I'm not posting that on there. If my family is going through something, I'm not posting that on there. So all you're going to get is Keely with drinks and food. Right. And fun. Because that's... Because that's what I want to yeah. to give. So, the
0: other side of kidhood that you don't want <laughs> and give to the people on social media, how do you kind of manage those life storms and, and stay grounded in yourself with those other Oof. things that you deal with and
1: battle with? Um, Honestly, it depends on how hard I'm getting hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of those people where it literally... When stuff is going wrong, everything goes wrong,
0: mm.
1: and I'll still smile on social media because that's all you're gonna get. But in the background, I may talk to friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I will go to church more. Um, I'll pray at home, like I light like a, a white candle and just kind of kind of concentrate because I feel like my thoughts jump around. So sometimes I just need something to concentrate on because I'm a person who's very much so. In my head. Mm. Um, I've had sleeping problems since I was like seven years old. And I've just gotten medication for it. Wow. Yeah. So like, you know, like I am a thinker. So sometimes I try to do stuff just to like relax. I'll go to the movies with friends or by myself. I also have like a prayer journal. Mm. And I always try to write in it first what I'm grateful for. Because I used to feel like I used to ask God for a lot of stuff. And not really be, you know, thankful for even just like little stuff. Um, so I'll do, I'll do like, little stuff like that. And I'm an only child, so, like, I like to spend time by myself. And I like to figure stuff out. Mm. And sometimes I just need to be by myself. I love my bed. I'll lay in my bed. I'll watch movies. Right. And that's kind of high ground myself, just, like, doing stuff like that. Or then I'll just hit up a friend and be like, hey, you know, sometimes you don't even have to say what's wrong. It's just like, hey, you want to go get brunch? Just to go outside and, like, not think about your issues. And you can go yeah. think about it later.
0: Yeah, which is the... That's why, to your point, I identify so much with just cultivating your space, which, Mm -hmm. whether it's candles, whether it's, you know, your bed, your decor, having your movies, whatever it is that really gets your mind out of your gets you off of your mind and the things that you have going on and focusing on a different story or getting back to your peaceful state of mind. I think that we all, regardless of the storms that we go through, are just trying to find go get back to our balance center self and mm-hmm. find peace it's like
1: yeah and sometimes you have mercury be okay. retrograde is real it's people real, yes like <laughs> it's just like ugh. but sometimes you have to be okay being in a storm like we just be mm. so busy trying to fight to get out and it's like nah you gotta sit in this shit and deal mm. with it you know what i mean especially if you don't deal with stuff and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up and then it just kind of like explodes in your face like you have to deal with that Learn your lesson so you don't have to go through it again. I say this all the time. God will keep teaching you the same lesson over and over again until you learn it. But sometimes, you know, we be trying to, like, avoid it or whatever like that. So sometimes I just try to, like, sit with it and I make a plan of what I'm going to do. If it's an issue, I figure out how I'm going to fix it and then I move on. Mm -hmm. Because if you sit there and dwell on it, you're literally going to drive yourself crazy. So figure out what you're going to do. If you're gonna be sad for three days, if you wanna cry, cry. And then move on. Like, you know what I mean? Like not saying that the feelings go away, but like you gotta pick yourself up and like keep it pushing. Okay.
0: Hey. Hello, Moni it. We talk a lot about God and, and spirituality and I wanted to ask you, do you feel like your fears sometimes supersede your faith?
1: Oh yeah. Because I'm a I'm a person who's in my head. Like, so mm. I'm going to think about it. And I hate that I do that because I feel like sometimes when you do that, you manifest that. Mm. Um, but it's like sometimes I'm so busy trying to avoid it that I feel like I bring bring certain stuff in. Not really bad stuff, but it's just like you just... I'll, ups- I'll sometimes obsess over it mentally. Yeah. Do you feel like you...
0: Bring it in to a point where you're blocking the answers that God is trying to tell you by bringing in, like, those fears and those those thoughts to a point. It's like the answers you're looking for to kind of move you beyond
1: that storm is being blocked by those thoughts. Not really blocked. Maybe delayed. Okay. Because I still yeah. feel like if he's delaying it, then, okay, he feels like you did not learn your lesson. So mm-hmm. until you get it. Then I'll, you know, give you what you, you know, what you want or give you something better or whatever the outcome may be. But I don't feel like he blocks anything because anything that's for you, you're going to have. Period. Period. And sometimes I feel like it's not even God. Sometimes we do it to ourselves. You can self-sabotage and you be trying to, you know, blame it on every other entity, the devil, God, this person, that person. And it's you. Mm. So, you got to take accountability accountability for certain stuff. You know, My God really be looking out for us, but, like, you still have to put in the work. So, you know, look at yourself first and then look elsewhere. Amen
0: to that. Well, I want to close off the episode and ask you, what has your time here in New York taught you about yourself? And the direction you want to go in your life.
1: Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and that definitely, hmm. What has it taught me about myself?
0: And the direction you want to go in your direction life. direction I want to
1: go. I don't really think it's like taught or, or like, um... Told me the direction I want to go. I think it kind of strengthened what I already mm. kind of felt. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, like, reinstated that I'm right when I follow my gut. Mm. And that, you know, anything that I put my mind to, I can literally do. I've always been, like, not always. Um, like, my adult life, I've always been pretty confident of, if I want to do this, then I'm going to get it done. Regardless. Right. And moving here like really reinstated that because I was at Shell and they were transferring our jobs to um, people in Malaysia. And I knew I didn't want to live there anymore. I didn't really like living in Houston. I was there three years. I think it's a great place, but it just what I didn't feel like that was where I was supposed to be. Right. I felt like that's where I was supposed to be for that time. Mm. But I didn't. And, and I had friends. So I don't want to say I hated it every day, but I didn't. I didn't feel like that's where I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So I always thought I would move to um, Miami. And um, when the job was going to Malaysia, I could have applied within the company. But I was like, this is my chance to leave. I'm out of here. And I had like, I knew maybe like a month or three weeks before. I was sad about it for like two weeks. And I was telling my friend out here, for some reason, something kept telling me to come to New York. I had only visited twice. And it was within the year like before And I always thought I would move to Miami, but, like, my gut told me New York. And I did not know why. I hate cold weather. Mm. I didn't know why. But I just followed it. Like, I got in contact with a friend who lived up here. I was just asking her questions. And she, like, offered me to come by her. And I was like, just give me a month. If you let me stay there for a month, if stuff don't work out, I'll just bring my black ass home. Right. And she was like, okay. And I literally came here. I made the decision two weeks before coming here. Moved all my stuff home on, like, a Friday. Had, like, a little going-away party and flew out, like, that Monday or Tuesday. Mm. And bought a one-way and just dug it out. And I landed a job within two weeks of being here. And then um, I got my apartment, like, a day before I made a month here. Mm. And I've been here ever since. And I people always be like, why did you move here? And I'd be like, because I felt like it. Mm. And I, like, I, I stand true to that because... You know, like you really have to listen to yourself. So, if anything, being here strengthened that. Because when I made that move, and I just felt like it was the right move, I'm like, always listen to myself. Mm. Um, what was the other question?
0: Strengthened and the question was, how? Ha- what has living in New York taught you about yourself about and myself. the direction that you like that you want to move in?
1: Um, as far as direction. Um, that always kind of strengthened too, because I always saw myself being like career oriented um, and starting a family, and um, being up here has definitely also kind of strengthened that. Because I, there, there, there are family values up here, but not as much to me as I've seen in in other places. Mm-hmm. So like, I would definitely want to make that like a thing whether I stay up here or not it's like you know having that foundation of raising you know children to go out into the world and like you know having a father figure and right a real father figure because I know some people who have fathers in their home and like I would go over to the house in high school and they had no relationship with their father they're like was,
0: they're like present but not really present
1: yeah mm-hmm. I just thought that was really weird so being here and like just kind of You know, seeing how people live up here, like, you know, it's hard. Like, if you have a single mother and, you know, she's trying to pay the rent. Like, you know, I feel like some people weren't really raised raised. Mm. And so, you know, like, just coming up here and, like, seeing different lifestyles. Not that everybody up here has lived like that. But I've gotten more experiences of people up here living like that. So it just kind of, like, instilled, not instilled, it kind of just reinforced, like, my own values and... Um, listening to myself and, um, following my, my dreams and my goals and following signs or whatever I feel is leading me to go where I need to go. Yeah. Just doing that. And still like, um, you know, like getting knocked down with certain stuff, especially like with love and stuff like that. And still Mm -hmm. getting up and being like, okay, I don't care. Next like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still going to be hopeful. I'm still going to be happy. I'm never going to be bitter. I'm never going to be, you know, somebody that I'm not. Like, I'm a giving person. I always want to still give freely, whether I get burned or not. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be more uh decisive, like, you know. Who no, you're giving yeah, that to. who I'm giving that to. Mm-hmm. But I like that part of my personality. And I'm never going to let somebody who abuses that make me change who I am. So, being up here has kind of, like, taught me, you know, like, certain life lessons. And I kind of just take the lesson and I keep it moving. And I feel like I'm learning my stuff. I don't feel like I keep repeating cycles. I feel like I keep growing. I keep learning. For, like, a second I felt stagnant. But it was within, like, certain areas of my life. And I felt like I was supposed to be stagnant during those areas. Now, I'm getting antsy, but God is, like, chill. Right. You know what I mean? But I do feel like um, when he gives me a lesson... I learned them. I'm just working on my patience. New York still ain't teach me that. so it's
0: a virtue. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: definitely a virtue that I don't have. But, you know. So, to your future soulmate.
0: Like, What's up, babe? What would you say to him? Hurry up. I know that's right. <laughs> Tell. You take it too goddamn long. I always say, I'm tired of being in these streets. Yeah. Oh. And
1: it's about to be cold. Yeah, like, I, I'm not like, cuddling with no random like, ooh, no. Male. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm off that. Like, you know, I'm not really into just dating just to, like, eat. <laughs>
0: Facts. Like, we can put food on our own tables.
1: Like, and I don't want to do that to anybody. Not not saying I'm the, the, the best person out there, but I feel like I have a great personality and I've been in situations I feel like where people will like me really quickly and like mm. me more than I like them. So I don't want to play games with people like that if, I want to date people that I'm actually interested in. So, you know, I don't know, girl. Life is hard, but... Soulmate,
0: hurry up.
1: Yeah, soulmate, hurry up. That's what we're going to speak that into. We're going to pray about it. Or my other soulmate, you can come too. Whoever won't come first. Come on. Come
0: on. <laughs> and your soulmate, they say your soulmate can come in form of friends. Friends, like friendships,
1: you know, like you can meet someone. Yeah, like, I got enough of those soulmates. I'm I talking know. about romantic soulmate you so can come but I mean I do feel like you can have more than one sometimes maybe during different phases, in phases your life. of your life mm-hmm. I mean it sucks to say you you know you want to be with someone forever and hopefully you can but sometimes you know we all still have free will so if you meet your soulmate and a relationship is great but maybe that person in their own free will decide to stop growing guess what you know what I'm saying? It's just like if Our somebody... Our souls are not aligned anymore. That's yeah, what happens. Yeah, like, you know, or if, if somebody passes, you can't tell me that God may not want you to find love again. If True. if I was with somebody and I passed away, like, please, be happy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I'm not alive and you doing me dirty, if I'm gone, like, be happy. And that may be their soulmate, too. Right. So, you know, that's why I say if, you know, one ain't coming fast enough, boo. Spirit. Hurry up, yeah. If you, if you for 40 through 60, look, we can just switch, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling <laughs> right. you, I'm just playing, but I'm kind of not. But yeah. it is.
0: I but. say, I say all the time, we go, I'll be like, I am tired <laughs> of being in these streets, yes. like, I and it, it's not a thing, like, I'm like, oh. You know, you know, when people are like, be careful what you whisper, for. Like, I'm just trying to be like... But it's just not about that. It's just about, like, yo, stuff with I'm at a point in my career. We're at a point yeah. in our lives and our career. But, like, I'm trying to share. I'm not trying to do
1: everything with my friends. I love y'all. But, girl.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to truly build this meaningful connection, you know, with- and also that thing of just like if your goal is to have a family, have kids, all those different right. things. Right. Unfortunately, the clock of the clock it's that ticking. we don't want to, it does tick. You it know, ticks. when it comes to birthing and stuff like that, and black women particularly, we have we we, we have always high have health, rates high rates of high, of race of high death complications. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and hurry it, up, hurry up! But you know what? In the meantime, I don't want. You know, sound like oh my god! Like please, I'm still enjoying my my time by myself. Oh like, yeah, I still you know like some people don't know how to be by themselves. I am okay. I love me. Like I will find stuff to do. I have great friends. I will call a friend. We'll do something. So you know what I mean. If you are waiting on your soulmate, don't put all your eggs in that basket to where like you know you going to sleep lonely at night. Like don't be lonely being by yourself. You can have a lonely moment. But enjoy your own company.
0: Understand, understand that. There's a difference between being, you know, alone and being lonely. And, and when you trade in your peace of mind for the sake of not being alone mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, you, you, it's always going to turn out bad. Like, it's always going to turn out bad because now you're just having fillers.
1: Yeah, exactly. You seat know what I'm fillers. saying? Fillers, exactly. seat fillers
0: in your life. I'm done with those. And it's like, I've been, girl, I've been there. I'm like, okay, I had a and this was cute and this was nice. Mm-hmm. But then when I wanted that meaningful thing, that long-term thing, it was like, you just wanted someone here. You didn't mm-hmm. put that. You didn't cultivate that. That was your approach into this situation. Your approach was that, oh, my bed is cold. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I want to like just be up under someone. That's what yes. you got. Exactly what you asked for. Just that and nothing more but we can go on about this thing all night, but we not Mm -hmm. because y'all child is hot. So, (laughs) well, I want to first thank you, Keeley for joining um, the podcast and even just sharing your stories, sharing your trajectory, sharing, sharing things that you learned about yourself, tackling your fears or still processing your fears and how you're moving beyond them and just being like, you know, I met you in New York. How many years ago, Lord? At least two. Two, at least two no, years wait, ago. No We
1: met New Year's. Yes, New Year's twenty sixteen. No, twenty sixteen. Wait, twenty sixteen. No, because I moved here twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. Because I, I used to deal with this
0: joint around that time, so I know exactly where we were when we were. I remember
1: where. We where? <laughs> but I know my first year. Did I move here twenty fourteen? No, I did not move here twenty fourteen. I Girl, remember, it was 2016 years because we was up in Harlem
0: and then we went down to Brooklyn. Okay. And it was a individual at that time, a situationship I was in. I I'm about. Yeah, you was kind of, yeah, And so, yeah, so it was 2016, but even that time, like, just your, you know, presence being, like you said, you're someone who's a very given person. You're always there. You know, just to be a listening ear, but then also, mm, girl, you know, that's about too. these horoscopes and these signs and yes. just the universe and just making sure, like, are you okay? I think it's not a lot of times that people really just be like, are you okay? How are you doing? Yeah. How was everything? Like, we need more people like you in Aww. this world. Thanks, boo. For real. <laughs> and so I'm so happy you were able to join the podcast. I usually like to end the podcast with a quote that ties into a person's fear. I know you had two fears, so I kind of just pick one that's quote. Fine. Um, Actually, have two quotes for one, but I'm just going to go with one. The quote is by Charles F. Glassman. Before you find your soulmate, you must first discover your soul. Oh, yes. I like that. That's cute. Okay. (laughs) Does y'all hear that? Take that with y'all into the weekend. If you are in that same kind of trajectory or have that same, you know, that, that vision for yourself where you're looking for your soulmate, we all looking for our soulmate. Think about, you know, take that quote. Listen to it over the weekend, and and I hope, you know, as usual, guys, you all are having a wonderful weekend. Wishing you love, light, and many a blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia, and we
1: are out. Yes, out of here.